respond. Right, it's a brilliant Sunday morning. It's always good to be in the house and just to minister or to fellowship and to encourage each other in the word and in the spirit. There is no other place that is better than being here every Sunday and sharing the word of God or hearing the word of God. So we praise God for the privilege, we praise God for the honor, and we praise God for the gift of life that we are here this morning alive and ready for his word. Hallelujah. Brother Vess is in the Falls Church today. He will be with us next Sunday. So let's get into the business of the word this morning and let's see what we want to talk about. And this morning I'm just talking about the church of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ. That's the topic of the message. The church of Jesus Christ. And we are that church. I am not talking about King City only. I am talking about the church universally. The church uh, internationally. It's one church, by the way. There are no many churches. There is only one church, which is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 16, he is talking to his disciples, and he has asked them a brilliant question, and Peter responds accurately as usual because he is led by the Spirit, not by experiences. And Jesus says, that's true, Peter. You are Peter, which means the rock, but guess what? On this rock that God has revealed to you, I shall build my church against which the gates of hell shall not prevail. It is his church, and he is the one building it. We are not the builders of the church. He built his church, and we just are that church that is being built by the Lord Jesus Christ. And the good thing is, there is nothing from the pit of hell, there is nothing from the desk of Satan that can prevail against the church. That's a good news. That's a good thing. As we sit here this morning as the church, I need us to be joyful in our spirits and in our minds that nothing you see that comes or proceeds from the schemes of the enemy shall prevail against us. Nothing can defeat us. Nothing will consume us. Did I say we will not die? Dying is not necessarily an issue. We shall die because we are in a warfare. But death does not prevail over us either. Hallelujah. So we remain fortified, we remain strong, we remain encouraged, we remain, you know, so thoughtful, we remain so excited despite the context around us, nothing prevails against the church, and maybe what we need to do is to understand who the church is. Hallelujah. That is my task this morning, just to bring a remembrance to us on what this church is all about, the church of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Don't be so quiet. Maybe just say to your neighbor this morning, 
we are the church. I think the biggest enemy of the church is ignorance. Ignorance of who we are. Ignorance of what we are supposed to be. Because when we are ignorant of who we are as the church, it will be hard for us to operate as we ought to operate. It will be hard for us to live as we ought to live. We have accepted a lot of worldly thoughts that define the church, that characterize the church, that tell us about who the church is. I think we need to be quite aware that as long as we subdivide ourselves and see ourselves in small groups here and there, the enemy is so excited because we are not going to have the global impact and influence that we ought to have. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not just King City. We are part of a huge thing, a mysterious thing that Jesus is building himself all over the world. So this morning, allow me to just briefly uh, share a few thoughts in terms of this church. And maybe to begin, the Bible says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Even a kingdom that is divided against itself, sorry, cannot stand. The church of Jesus Christ cannot afford to be divided against itself. Because the master himself has said that if we are divided, we will not stand. He didn't say we will be destroyed utterly. We will not be able to stand against the schemes and the lies of the enemy. If my right, or which one is my right? This one. If my right hand agrees with the enemy and my left hand stands with Jesus, it will be so hard to balance. Are you with me this morning? It will be so hard to balance. I need my both hands to be in agreement with one who is Christ. If they choose to be in agreement with the enemy, let both of them do so, so they can stand. Because what is important is to stand in the face of calamities, in the face of persecution, in the face of the onslaught by the enemy. By the way, our enemy is on an onslaught. Our enemy is not resting. Our enemy is increasing his worth every minute and every day. And his worth is not against the world per se, because the world is under his control. His worth is against the church. So let's discover who this church is this morning. Number one, I will just speak on this one and I'll be done. The church is the body of Christ. And Christ is the head of this body. I didn't bring up an illustration. The things are not working. Okay. There is nothing that will show because there is a technical uh, issue there. That means that people will be looking at me. Congratulations. Now, all eyes here, get your notebook and write. We, excuse me, we are the body of Christ. 
and Christ is the head. We are the body of Christ and he is the head. This is a mysterious body. As I speak here, this body is all over the world. This body is everywhere. As you sit here, you are part of this body. Each one of us is a party of the body. Maybe you don't even choose which party, but the master puts you. Eh? Which party you could be in the body. And all the parts are the same. Same anointing, same grace, same salvation, same redemption, same assignment, same mission, same effect, same impact. There is no party bigger, greater than the other, and there's no party more anointed than the other. But guess what? There remains only one head of this massive, massive, massive body, and that head is Jesus Christ. Where do we get this? Get your Bibles and turn with me to Ephesians first. Ephesians chapter number one, let's go there first. We are looking at verse number 23 so that we can fully understand. Let's open up our Bibles. Verse 22 and he put all things under his feet and they gave him to be head over all the things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Let me read that scripture again. And he put all things under his feet and they gave him to be the head over all things to the church or for the church, which is his body. The church is his body because he is the one who is building it and making it up. The church is the body of Jesus Christ. Let's look at another scripture that will give us what we are talking about in terms of him being the head. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verse number 18. From where you are in the Ephesians, just keep going forward. It's a few pages, then you get to Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. He is the head of the body the church. I know you have heard that there are some head, <laughs> there are some heads of the church elsewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to stand up here and make correct theology and correct understanding that there is one church, the church of Jesus Christ, and there is one head to that church, it is Jesus Christ. I am not your head here. This is not your head here. So is Clive, so is every bishop and everyone everywhere. We are just ministers of the gospel amongst the Christians. But Jesus is the head. What does that mean? The head, it means that he is the source. He's the source of the church. 
the church was taken out of Christ himself. Remember what happened on the cross of Calvary? When he was hanging on the cross, somebody took a spear and boom, on his side, which is a reflection of what God had done with the first Adam in the Garden of Eden when he made him sleep nicely and then he took out the rib to form Eve, the woman or the wife who is a representative of the church. I think I need to make it clear here, ladies and gentlemen, that if you are a wife, you are a type of the church. You are a representation of the church because the husband is a representation of Jesus. And the two of you are a complete earthly expression of the relationship between Jesus and his church. That's why the Bible says, husband, love your wives as Christ loves the church, his wife. And that's why the Bible says, wives, submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord. And when you read that scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, is it 5 or 6, Paul ends by saying, I am talking about the mystery, which is the church of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? So the church came out of Jesus Christ when he slept in death. The first one, God made him sleep. And he, he is sleeping in death so that this church is born and begin to do what he wants it to do. So he is the head of the church, the source of the church. And number two, he is the provider of the church. When you are talking about that Jesus is the head, he is the source, he is the provider, the sole provider, the sole source of the church. The church does not come from anything else. It comes from Jesus Christ. The church does not come from a man. It comes from Jesus Christ. There is no man who has founded the church. The church was founded by the Lord Jesus Christ. And he assigns men to lead part of the church because this massive body cannot meet in one place. Therefore, it is meeting in different places and in those different places, there are men and women that God has chosen to lead that. But we need to lead each other to one place, which is Christ. The owner of the church the source of the church, the provider of the church. And in every gathering, he must be given the preeminency. Everything we do, therefore, must give Jesus glory. Everything we do must lift up this head. We are gathered here not to glorify men. We are gathered here to glorify our maker. We are gathered here to worship the head of the church, the beginning of the church, and the end of the church. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The church is about Jesus. The church is not about us. We are the church, and we are about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Are you with me this morning? The church is not about the day we gather. It's not about the Sabbath. It's not about Sunday worship and what have you. It is about Jesus. We no longer live for ourselves, but we live for Christ. So he can have preeminency. 
in your family, in your marriage, in your business, in your workplace, wherever you are, you are the church. And your duty is to give Jesus preeminence. Make Jesus known. Shout about Jesus. Walk for Jesus. Tell about Jesus. Do everything about Jesus. Hallelujah. So the church is the present physical presence of Christ. When the world is looking for Jesus, they look at you and me. They see Jesus. Now that is deep. Are you fully representing the Christ wherever you are? They will not see Jesus physically until he returns with judgment. But they can only see Jesus through his church. Because you are the representatives of Christ here. Wherever you are. Are we fully representing Christ? That's my question. Maybe you can answer that one in the evening when you are reflecting. But we are that presence. When we are present, he is present. In our midst, they must feel Jesus. They must see him. They must hear him. Because we are Jesus. The church is filled with him by the Holy Spirit and assigned by the Lord Jesus to represent him to society and to minister his life, his love, and his power. Ladies and gentlemen, we exist to minister Christ. We exist to preach up the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. We exist to minister his life. Are we giving life to the societies we live in? Are you really giving life? And remember, he is the life. He is the truth. He is the way. So this is what the church gives. This is what the church ministers. Wherever we are, every day of our lives, seven days a week, every second of our lives, the order of heaven is that you and me are ministering life. We're giving life. Life. Life to society. Life to people. Life to everything. Where we are, everything must live. Because we are the representatives of life. We lay hands on the sick and they are healed. Blind eyes open. Hallelujah. The biggest way of preaching is not what I'm doing now. The biggest way of preaching the gospel is by living it. Demonstrating it. Modeling it. We are that people. We are the instruments of it. We are the modelers. Hallelujah. We don't model any fashion but the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What he has done, what he is doing, and what he will continue to do for the people. So we are on display. He has made us cleansed us with his blood, sharpened us with his Holy Spirit and everything else, and he has put us on display to display what he has achieved for humanity. You cannot run away from that. Are you with me this morning? I'm left with a few minutes. I must be closing now. We are on display for the Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, as the church of Jesus Christ, we are fellow workers with God. Co-laborers with God. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 9. 
The Bible says we are fellow workers with God. We are called laborers with God. Yeah, that's why we are the church. We work with him. He works through us. Call laborers, fellow laborers, it means that we are doing what he is doing. Him and us are engaged on one mission, one purpose, one vision, one work, manifesting the kingdom of our God, ministering Christ, preaching up the cause of Jesus Christ. That is our work. We're working with God. He will not come physically. He is here physically in your form and my form and doing what only God can do, what only Jesus can do. He does it through us. That's why sometimes I have a challenge with people who continue to pray, Lord, intervene in Zimbabwe. Lord, come and do this. He has already come. He came 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary and has appointed his representatives, his ambassadors in this nation. They, they tell us that 79 or 85% of us in this nation are Christians. If truly we were, we would manifest the kingdom of God better than it is now. Maybe we need to get to a place where we understand what church is all about. And when we begin to live it out, we will begin to influence and impact every sphere of the nations. And we will begin to see the wisdom of God manifesting. We'll begin to see the nature, the character, and the life of God manifesting in our spaces. Ladies and gentlemen, you are the people of the light. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. There is no other. Your Savior and Lord Jesus will come one day, not today, not tomorrow. No one knows. Not to teach you how to live as Christians, not to rescue and do all those other things we want, but he is coming for a winning church, a glorious church, that church which Peter talks about in First Peter chapter 2. Let's just go there. First Peter chapter 2 as I close. Verse 9 where he says we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's special people to proclaim his praises. That's why we are the church. That's why we are his special people. That's why we are royalty. That's why we are a priesthood, a kingdom of kings, because that's what he has made us. To do this one thing, proclaim his praises. In the manner we walk, we praise God. In the manner we live with one another, we praise God. In the manner we relate with the world, we praise God. In the manner we do business, in the manner we, we gather here, we praise God. In the manner we speak one to another, in the manner we think, in the manner we do whatever we are doing in this life, its purpose, ladies and gentlemen, is to proclaim the praises of God. For the church of Jesus Christ exists for this one thing, to proclaim the praises of God. That's why we are his people. Would you therefore say your life is proclaiming his praises? Are you proclaiming his praises through your relationships? 
Are you proclaiming your, his praises through whatever you are doing? I want to invite us this morning. As we go on, as we go further in terms of what we want to be uh, putting across to you in terms of King City Church, our prayer as your leaders is that we will rise up and be the church of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. The church shouts amen. amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the church is energetic. Because it's inspired by an energetic Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Always have the energy. Always be excited. Paul says rejoice. And I say rejoice. Despite your condition, the church rejoices. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our God and our Father, this morning we are so grateful that you can speak to us concerning who we are, the body of Christ. Help us, therefore, Lord, to live accordingly. Help us to be the true body in everything that we do. Increase our faith in this, O oh God. Help, Lord, our faith. Increase our knowledge, our understanding, and our wisdom. That, Father, from this moment on, we may interact as the body of Christ. Live as the body of Christ. Think as the body of Christ. Act as the body of Christ. Do as the body of Christ that we may proclaim your praises in all that we do. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen.